Back to the Deep End with Reagan and Madison on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to The Deep End on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Reagan Hinsey with Madison Ronquillo. Um, if you'd like to see our beautiful faces, we are live streaming on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you'd like to call in, we have the Honda of Lincoln Hotline at 402-464-5685. And if you'd like to text in, we have the Sarder Hammond text line at 402-464-5685. Beautifully done. I think you should try it next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next show, I'll try it. Next show? No, next segment. What? Uh, okay, maybe. I'll have to practice a couple of times. <laughs> During break. <laughs> During break, yep, exactly. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> okay, so for those that tuned in and stayed for the wait, time for the big, <laughs> deep question of the day. Reagan. What's up? How do you think diving will be different in 10 years from now? And it could be in, like, terms of anything. So, like, your guys' training styles, any dives that, like, now seem absolutely insane. But, like, 10 years from now, it's going to be, like, just an- another normal dive that everyone does. Stuff like that. Girls-wise or in general? We'll do girls-wise. Okay. Because See? there's not really much more the guys can learn, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Because on especially on ten meter, the guys are doing front four and a half pikes and inward three and a half pikes. When and inward is where you face backwards and you flip forwards. Mm-hmm. And if you do it, if you do an inward three and a half in the pike position, like your toes hit the tower every time. It, in order to get like the right takeoff, you have to be that close. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know on t- like on tower how much more the guys can evolve if i'm being honest like that's just crazy to think about but like the girls like um one of the parents of our divers used to dive here and she did back one and a half straight on 10 meter which is absolutely terrifying and i would never do that even if landon asked me to do it i'd walk out of practice (laughs) like (laughs) no i told my coach no in high school when he asked me to do that on three meter Hmm. um and just just so just to go from like that to girls doing back two and a half pike to now girls doing back three and a half to na- tuck to now I know a couple of people that do back three and a half pike on 10 meter like it's Ooh. just crazy to see the progression mm-hmm. um I think I don't know if girls can get a front four and a half like I just don't know if we have I've never seen it and I don't know mm-hmm. if that's possible would it just be a matter matter like a matter of like strength or is it literally just like the fact that they're not big enough to be able to throw themselves around well guys can typically jump higher than girls and so like the extra however many inches that the guys get is enough and um a lot of times guys spin a lot faster than girls Mm. so they have the extra height on top of the extra speed where they can get that extra somersault in where the most i've seen a girl do is a front three and a half pike okay um on springboard i think like, I've started seeing girls do gainer three and a halves, which is oh. absolutely absurd. Oh, yeah. I've started seeing girls do front three and a half on one meter, which is absolutely unheard of for a girl. Like, for guys, it's like, you kind of need it if you want to be considered, like, one of the top dogs. Mm-hmm. But, like, girls do front two and a half pike all day long, and it's, like, the easiest dive in their list. Mm-hmm. But now they're doing front three and a half tuck, which is absolutely absurd. 
So I think girls can get in like 10 years. I think we could get harder twisters. Like I think, especially on three meter, I think I'm, I think we'll see somebody do, um, gain or two and a half, one and a half. So a reverse two and a half where you stand forward, flip backwards. And then, Mm -hmm. but before you start, like you're lift, you're going off the board, you do a one and a half twist and then you do two and a half flips. Oh, I've seen guys do it. I think girls can do it in 10 years. Real quick. We do have a caller on the line. If you guys want to take it. Yeah, let's take it. All right. (laughs) You're on 93.7 the ticket. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Um, (laughs) Um, I was just wondering what you think about when you're swimming, especially internal screams of anguish. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, could you repeat that last part again? Internal screams of anguish. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's, That's funny that you bring that up because swimmers, I feel like, have a lot more time to think to themselves while swimming i guess yeah what do you even think about while you're underwater oh my gosh there's so many different things you can think about i mean the the main thing i guess you should think about is your technique (laughs) i guess that would be kind of important actually do that it depends on the set so like when you first jump in the water i would have to definitely relate with our caller here and with the screams of anguish just kind of just being like ah oh my gosh i'm in the water okay time to wait back up let's do this especially if the water's cold Ooh. Oh, yeah. Those screams are even louder because, like, <laughs> this just, like, the shock to your body considering you literally rolled out of bed maybe, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So you go from, like, complete normal body temperature to, like, super cold. Um, but then, like, in other instances, if it's, like, a really hard set, I'm usually counting down. And so, like, say, like, we do, like, 50s on repeat, best average. Each one, I'm like, okay, halfway there. Okay, five more. Okay. Okay. Three more. Two more. Gotcha. Yeah. I have a question for our caller. Yes. Have your internal screams screams of anguish ever become external screams of anguish? <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think of how to answer this appropriately. <laughs> Sometimes the screams come out the other end. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> In All what right. instances? Um, see, when your body is deprived of air, it starts shutting down and may try to let out internal air. (laughs) I think that was a very good, appropriate answer. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for your call and contributing to this conversation. Thanks, Jojo. Thank you for that useful information. <laughs> All right. And then you guys actually do have another comment from the text line as well from Todd Krutz. I hope I'm saying that last name right. He says, have you guys, probably more specific to you, have you ever practiced synchronized diving? And is that something you'd ever want to try? I have practiced synchronized diving. Um, I actually think I'm going to train it with one of our incoming freshmen. Ooh. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, It's not – it's been competed before at, like, bigger meets, like, Big Tens and stuff. But it kind of got, like, pushed to the side. 
So mm-hmm. now all we do is like individual competitions and we're trying to bring back like what's called a team competition in the Big Tens. But um, it's not really a main focus for collegiate athletes because like while it is in the Olympic, like it is in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And so like you will see people training it. They usually don't tra- start training like synchro until like nine months to a year out oh. of a competition. Okay. Like, rather than, like, all the time. Yeah. Are the dive... Do the dives tend to be, like, easier or, like, quote-unquote, easier when it's done in synchro? Not necessarily. Because you're still doing your own dive. Mm -hmm. You just have to go at a certain time now. Okay. So, in a sense, it's harder because you have to, like, tell your mind, like, all right, you're going now. Like, usually you get into the habit of, like, like me, I count to four twice and then I go. So, I'm Mm -hmm. like, one, two, three, four, one, two, ready, go. Um, usually with synchro, it's ready. Yup. One, two, three, go. So like, it's just like trying to like change your mental aspect of it. Yeah. It's taking you out of like your usual routine. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And diving the entire sport is muscle memory. Right. So it's just like, your brain's like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Why are we going now? (laughs) Mm, Okay. So I don't know. I'm excited. Um, we've me and Ellie, the the girl that's coming in, um, we've practiced a couple times on like dry board and during dry land, and it's been pretty good. So I'm oh. excited to see if it actually turns into like a reality. Yeah, no, that'd be really cool. I think that would mix up Big Tens a lot, especially scoring team wise. Yeah, like- well, they're not trying to do synchro at Big Tens. They're trying to do what's called a team event. Oh, so-, so like. Completely separate. Completely separate. Uh, Synchro was like a thing when like Landon was in college. They tried it for a couple years. Okay, okay. Um, They're trying to do this thing called a team event where you have three divers Mm -hmm. compete and they each do two dives, but one of them has to be on, like there are six categories. Mm -hmm. All of them have to be competed and two of them have to be on tower, two of them have to be on three meter, two of them have to be on one meter. Okay. So like... And you have to do a handstand on tower because that's not possible on three meter or one meter. Yeah. So like handstand and let's say you do an inward. Mm-hmm. Well, then three meter would be a front and a gainer. And then one meter would be a back and a twister. Oh, okay. So, so I think they're going to try that out next year. Hmm, that would be, that actually be really interesting. Do you think it'd be something like after NCAA? Like where in the season would it be? I think they, they want to try to compete at a conference, but I don't know if it would be considered a scoring event yet. Okay, so kind of like a exhibition. Yeah, maybe? but it'd be that Wednesday, like when it's just relays. Ooh. It'd be the first day. Okay, I think that'd be something really cool to watch in between, especially because since the first day is only the oh gosh, what is it? The two medley and the eight free relay, and like usually there's right. like a thirty minute break in between, and we all just kind of watch the water, twiddle your thumbs, <laughs> twiddle our thumbs, watch the water, wait for it. I mean, unless you're swimming, I'm sure it's, like, you're doing your thing. But, like, to be able to, like, watch diving in that time, I think that'd be – I think that would, like, hype people up, too. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah. They actually go. did the team event um, – when you were at Hawaii, we were in California. Mm-hmm. And we went to the UCLA Invitational, and they did a team event at the UCLA Invitational. Oh. And we couldn't really do the team event, but they had it mm. there. So, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah okay i like it so there's a room for i like how you use the word like evolve there's room for evolvement 
Yeah. I don't think I used that right, but <laughs> evolution, evolution in the sport of diving. I mean, there's always, no matter what it is, like, I don't know, what, 30 years ago, the main focus was power when it came to sports, mm-hmm. like strength and just like how strong you can be. But like nowadays, like the most important thing in my sport is nutrition. Mm. So like, Interesting. just see how sports evolve as a whole is cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think swimming will evolve in 10 years Hmm. i think one of the big things would be the training styles because if you look back like way back then like pablo's time yeah their main goal was just just get yardage like we're gonna swim like twelve thousand yards a day like if you can get the yardage in then you're doing it right which now i could not even imagine what that would even look like or how that would even feel like i feel like that would just like destroy my body yeah like your whole body especially the shoulders like just moving your arms in a circle like that but now a lot of programs have switched to like the power phase like you said like the strength and so Mm -hmm. that's like a lot of resistance stuff and the high interval training i guess yeah and with like tons of like reps but it's like shorter like 50s and 25s and like being on pace okay and stuff like that and i mean like you still have the distance swimmers who will hit like crazy amount of yardage within one day yeah but it's not everyone doing that okay so so do yeah. you like in that time frame from like when Pablo was a swimmer to like now, mm-hmm. do you think y'all do like more underwaters, more underwater stuff now than compared to then or? Definitely. Yeah. Cause I think part of the underwater, part of like the possibility that like why underwaters are such a thing now, like that's crazy to say like, oh, like underwaters used to not be a thing. Like it wasn't common for people to just stay underwater and kick off, but yeah. that evolved a lot when tech suits came out. Because in the early 2000s, they had these things called super suits. Is that the ones that went to the ankles and, like, went to the wrists? Yeah, it was, like, full body suit. Like, you were basically waterproof in the water. And these swimmers would just float right on top. And, like, world records were getting broken, like, left and right to the point that they had to ban these suits. And go back to, like, the original, like, you know, like, tank top looking ones. with, And then the girls go down to their uh, knees. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has changed like how we swim races with like the underwaters and stuff but like if you go back and like watch pablo's race like he wasn't like he didn't do any underwaters and i'm pretty sure someone in that race wasn't wearing goggles either he wasn't wearing goggles he yeah pablo Pablo didn't wear a cap or goggles and i think that's absolutely insane yes and that got him a gold medal so (laughs) so if you just think like back to then and then like what the olympic swimmers look like now when they race it's insane not yeah. only like their actual stroke but like what they use and then also like how you brought up nutrition has mm-hmm. really changed another thing that i think has really changed is athletic training and the resources that we yes. have to recovery so yes. like like there's so, like there's so many different avenues that you can use for a sore shoulder like you can get it cupped you can get it scraped you can get it massaged yeah. you can get a laser well i mean like a lot of sports like football basketball like those sports have a lot of acute injuries mm-hmm. which are just like spur of the moment oh look i tore my acl like, <laughs> oh stuff like that but like mm-hmm. swimming and diving is more chronic right like swimmers have a lot of shoulder problems divers have a lot of back problems like mm-hmm. it, it but it's like not spur of the moment mm-hmm. per se it's like oh this bit this has been bothering me for like quite some time now and now it's kind of unbearable yes so just mm-hmm. like being able to have the athletic training for chronic injuries, I think is mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because I'm cool. sure back then they were like, oh, you're fine. Yeah. Just swim through it. Or like, maybe like, oh, here's an ice pack. Yeah. Maybe here's a heat <laughs> <Yeah>. pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're like, um, actually, I think uh, there's a herniated disc or in my back or I, I tore my labrum in my shoulder. <laughs> um, I don't know, man, but. <laughs> but here's an ice pack. <laughs> here's an ice pack. Yep. Here you go. You got it. Keep going. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. I think just, I just think it's so cool how like sports may seem like they're the same every time, mm-hmm. but like looking at the history of it and like how much it's changed is so cool. Yeah. We're like, it's crazy our- to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like I've never like mentally like put my mind 30 years ago in our sport. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that, we are going to head it to break. Um, I'm Reagan Hensey with Madison Ronquillo on 93.7 The Ticket.